0: Brett Perigo, tonight's second place finisher. Plenty
1: of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terrorboards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with talk to. I, I really like them.
0: Hey, I'm talking here. <laughs> you know who you're talking to? <laughs> my oh, man. man. <laughs> oh, my way. <laughs> the money night
2: <laughs> Your choice.
3: It's oh.
2: I feel like it is. I feel like he's, he's setting up fights in the front stretch, is what he's
0: trying to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> with us at keen motorsports shop here with kyle keen sitting here with sean keen uh we're going to talk a little bit about the racing
3: history monday october 9th turn two terribles here i'm jimmy here with chris and jay-z hope everybody out there is having a wonderful monday evening uh we got a couple things to talk about we got uh we got the tuscora 50 world of outlaws uh race races this past weekend at port royal we also um have some news with the 39m and we're also going to have ashley capetta on she'll join us in a little bit later as we'll talk about the Storner memorial this upcoming weekend at lincoln speedway uh gentlemen how are you guys doing
1: Doing good, doing good. Happy to be here. Looking forward to talking about the weekend that was, and and hear what Ashley has to say here in a little bit.
2: Same. Um, I'm happy to be here. A good weekend. Um, ready to close the season out strong here uh, in PA, and see what the old season brings because I don't think we're even scratching the surface of what's going to happen this season. So yeah. in the world of cars, anyway. Um, so I guess we're all, we're all going to find out together.
3: <laughs> um, maybe let's start there. Uh, let's start with the breaking news this afternoon-ish. Uh, Anthony Macri going back to the 39M starting this weekend and moving forward. Um, I don't know if anybody's that surprised by it. Or either one of you, I'm not surprised by it.
2: Um, I, am, I am a little bit.
1: The timing. The timing is surprising to me. Why, why now? I mean, obviously... They were one of the winningest combos in the country, um, when Anthony stepped away from that. And since then they have what? Between the two of them, one win at yeah, Lance the other week, the outlaw tune up. Um Sanders has looked impressive in the thirty nine M. But it just wasn't they were solid, but they weren't where they were with Anthony. And Anthony ran the the seven B C was solid, but not where we were seeing Anthony Mackery at. Um seventy one, it's been hit or miss. It's 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 weird that you talk about a team finishing third, fourth, fifth is not where we thought they would be, but that's where they were when they separated. So.
3: Yeah. Uh, s- some comments here, Kyle Bauer. And I'd, I'd have, I'd have at least thought they'd uh, make it through the year. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of what Chris was saying too. And I'm, I'm with that. I, I think uh, maybe not going throughout the rest of the year. Cause the year is almost over. I mean, there's only a couple more weeks left really. I mean, a a, a small handful of races
2: three
1: here four ten wise in in pa yeah and then if you
3: want to go to world finals you know a couple of there. um what's up turn three racing network Macri back in the family car (laughs) uh brady baldwin what's going on thanks for for joining us yeah i don't know uh what i'm more curious about is what it means for lance deweese now the 39m is going to high limit tomorrow in indiana uh, they're at Lincoln Park Speedway to finish out their season. And Justin Sanders will close it out that season in the 39M tomorrow, which is good. But then Macri, I guess we'll start with the well, uh, Walton Sterner. Or I don't know if they're going to Port on Friday, maybe. I don't know. But um, we'll see. Jay-Z, your thoughts?
2: I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm kind of over it. Like, yeah. who gives a shit a little bit? Like, I cared a little bit when it split up. And now it's like, oh, okay whatever good luck go win some races or or not i don't i don't care a little bit so um i, I mean i am not the biggest anthony Macri fan and in, in the world anyway so it's not really like this world breaking news to me um i guess good luck yeah good luck maybe maybe hopefully you know listen it's a family deal and that, that needs I, I hope that's healthy i hope that continues to be a good thing because ultimately family matters more than any damn sprint car, but we'll see, I guess time will tell it wasn't the first or the second time that they've had issues internally between in that team with family. So, you know, who knows, knows? but I mean, good
0: luck.
3: Um, I'm what my uh, biggest question mark was really it had nothing to do with Macri or, or it's where's does Lance to go now do they let him run a second car for maybe a couple races I don't know what he plans on on even racing you know um, but kind of the, uh, I heard a rumor, kind of today. Of Ree-
2: heard a hmm? rumor today but I'm, I'm not going to put it out there because I don't know if there's absolutely any truth in it at all but a local car so we'll see cool yeah,
3: I, I don't think he's gonna have a, a problem finding a ride, but uh, this you know especially with all the um, all the, the the musical chairs that are going on with with the rides around here, but you know um, it is it's gonna be a big change. Um, have anything to do with Zemco? Says Tim Anderson Jr. Oh, what but,
2: I heard. I think everybody's like trying to wish that into existence, but I have not heard that. No, I, no, wish I mean, Jimmy, that, you can. Jimmy,
1: I don't know if you want to throw out some of your thoughts. You and I were talking earlier without Jeremy, so we have no insight to what he's talking about. I mean, if, a perfect scenario for Lance, I think there's, in my head, three. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be good. I mean, it, we talk about the 23, a second car with Borden would be, statement shows would be interesting. I think that car, obviously, is, the program's good, and he would add a layer of being a veteran and everything to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We talked about the 12 car we talked about last week.
3: I think the sheer one is, is kind of because he was kind of coaching them up there in the 50. Um, and Even Brent's been cheap. in and out of that car. We had and Billy tricking that car at the Grove.
1: Haven't heard otherwise still, but yeah, you never know. I mean, That would be an interesting one. Um, I mean, obviously Zemco, but I don't, I don't know where that, I don't know where I'm going to go back that. to the
3: 69 K. And we're going to get into that a little bit here with what happened at port. Um, because there's a the car counts dwindled and it was uh because <laughs> some people I assuming lost their rides um, or just kind of their deal just kind of ran out. Um, the 69k, I think, with Logan being one of them, he had a pretty tough two nights. Yeah. Um
1: Torpedoed a motor, crashed a yeah. car.
3: So let's get into the 50. Um, Brian Brown. Big win for him. Uh, Thursday night wins the Tuscarora 50 makeup ends up being sixty two thousand dollars to win. Uh, so that's probably right up there with uh, his biggest wins of his career, maybe the biggest win of his career. Um, a little bit of a controversial uh, move, maybe uh, on a late race restart. Uh, Chase Randall was leading. Uh, he led a good chunk of this race.
1: He led the most laps. He was 38, 28, something like that. He led the most yeah. laps.
3: And uh, on a restart, Brian Brown kind of slid up uh, and ran him tight. Uh, coming out of turn two, and and uh, Chase got a little bit into the wall in the back stretch, and that kind of let the 21 go, and he ended up holding on for the rest of the way and winning. Um, Brent Marks was leading early before Chase Randall. Gotten some lap traffic, ended up spinning. I don't think anybody had anything for him if it wasn't for that because uh, he was pretty fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I did not have that on my bingo card. I knew I thought maybe he would run well because he's been getting better at port uh, every year, every week when he comes here. Um but I didn't really have him as a favorite for Man. winning the 50.
1: Hey, you look how that events went. You had Buddy Cofoid was looking strong. Brakes. Rico Aber was looking strong. Brakes actually trying to pass Brian Brown, I believe. Brent Marks, like you said, was far and away gone. Made a, probably I would say, an ill-advised move to the inside of the lap car. Spins. Um, so tough break there. And it was down to Chase Randall and, and Brian Brown, and they, they had at it. Uh, Larson was probably the fastest going to track before that last restart. And, Couldn't do anything for Brian Brown. So compelling and weird, weird race.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I think Brent had that in the bag. Uh, Definitely, you know, definitely started with, I mean, you got to remember Chase Randall or Brent Shearer started on on the front row. Chase Randall led the beginning of that race. Brent, I think he took his time, just calculated, knew what he had there. Um, Got by him. and, And I, I agree with you. I think he, Chase Randall was like there, but I don't think Brent was really pressing a whole lot. Uh, makes a mistake, and and it felt like one of them races where it's like, who wants to win this thing? Because it just seemed like one thing after another, weird stuff with front runners. It wasn't like guys yeah. running for 14th; it was guys up front that we all thought were contenders. And you're like, what is happening here? And like, honestly, I was, you know, Trace Randall's going to win this thing. Like, would that have been the biggest upset of the year in a big race by far? Yeah,
3: I think so, by far.
2: Right. Like we've seen guys win races who were like, yeah, they weren't like maybe the favorite, but it would have been gigantic. Right. Like, wow. That would have been huge. Um, You know, and Brian Brown winning was also obviously big. You know, they they were pumped in victory lane. Don't blame them, Even if you won this six times, seventh would have been you'd have been pumped to win 60 grand. So Mm -hmm. but they didn't. That was their, you know, Brian Brown, big show, finally gets one. I mean, it does. Does that launch him next year to win some big racing? You know, so um, who knows? But, you know, Brian Brown, somebody had concerns about his tire at the halfway mark of that race. I could not believe that it made it. But I will tell you this. When they had done that race, they put the top three cars in a roped in square. OK. After that race was over, then they went to take them to tech. OK, because was there? uh No. yeah. They sat them there. They got done all the festivities, did all the non-qualifier race. I'm the sorry. non-qualifier race, yeah. The non-qualifier race, and he took those top three cars and rolled them back to Tech. Brian Brown's left rear tire was flat, rolling back to Tech.
3: Was it, it was man. losing air.
2: Like, it was, it was losing air, and I, I, I thought the last couple laps, um, it looked soft to me coming through the corner, but I was like, maybe I was just paying attention. Maybe it wasn't, but it looked like it was going a, a little soft, uh, kind of like my buddy Ant, a little soft there, so... <laughs> Um, but I don't know. He made it and, and paid off huge for him. So uh, good for him. They were obviously pumped to get come into PA and finally get a, a big win around here. Um, so that was pretty cool to see, for sure.
3: Yeah, uh, Kyle Larson ended up finishing second. He went up plus 12. There's a couple hard chargers that went like 12, 13 spots up. And now some of that was through attrition, but they were passing cars. Uh, they put new clay down before so and it was pretty pretty wet and tacky so the track was a little bit different than what we are used to seeing from port royal a little cowboy up it had a lot of character to it um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot um it was uh it was it was fast you had to have balls to make moves you know kind of kind of how you would think like Williams Grove would be um but not quite as one lane i don't think but uh it was good i thought it was a great great show uh if You know, for a Thursday night, uh, you know, it was a great, great crowd. um, Pretty big crowd. Not as much as I'm sure if it was running on the Saturday, but uh, considering the circumstances, I think it was a great turnout. uh, Great car count. uh, And you had a bunch of outlaws that were there um, that really never were a factor. Uh, Maybe Macedo a little bit at one point, but not even.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I thought about this a little bit earlier, and I thought about the whole weekend, and we're gonna get into more of it. But when you have that many cars, that many good cars all together, you're bound to have guys who you would expect to be up front not be up front. You're gonna have that happen, and it's yeah. like, is it a, in and some surprise momentum, right? Guys that come in with some momentum around the country or even locally, and all of a sudden are are not there. Um, there's a few, right? Like that, that off the top of our minds, and and. They just were non-factors all weekend, and um, it it shouldn't be a surprise because you never know at this type of racing, right? You get guys that Brian Brown wins Thursdays into B Main Friday. That's just the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> We've seen that at, at Knoxville. We've seen that at you know back-to-back nights where the winner or their B Main one night winning the next night. That's just the way it goes when you have that level of competition in back-to-back nights because your your draw you missed it in time trials. A tenth and a half was 15 spots. It's hard to pass, right? So you combine some of that stuff together and you can have the makings of a really shitty weekend. Um, And not only just with your performance, but wrecking cars, blowing up motors. Uh, We had all of that this weekend. So definitely challenging for some guys. I think Thursday was an exception to a lot of the rule at Port Royal. It was heavy, it was hard to pass, it was narrow. It was better by the end of the night, at least semi-raceable. They moved up, uh, but then Friday and Saturday were like, "There's Port Royal again." Yeah, yeah. So, um, especially Saturday, but we'll get into that.
3: Yeah, um, I li- mean, I'm just looking at the uh, run rundown here and uh, the DNFS from the fifty. Buddy Kofoid, Brent Marks, Rico Abram, TJ Stutz, Kyle Reinhardt, Dylan Cisney, Casey Kane, Devin Borden. A lot of hitters there, you know, guys that you would like. Devin Borden, Brent Marks, Rico, Buddy, those are all guys that you expect to be up there. Even Dylan Cisney, you know, um, they had tough nights. Um, Chase Randall led laps 1 through 18. Brent Marks led laps 19 through 34. Then Chase Randall took the lead again, 35 to 43. And then Brian Brown led the last six laps. To victory lane, um, Anthony Macri was your hard charger. Uh, he went plus 13. He went from 20, 20th to 7th. Um, also going plus 13 uh, was Logan Shuhart, 22nd to 9th. Um, and then, like I said, Kyle Larson went plus 12. He went 14th to 2nd. So there was movers and shakers, some of them. Um, you know, Like I said, some of it was from attrition, but th- those guys were fast. They were passing cars. Um, I think the biggest surprise, though, probably more than anybody, more than Brian Brown went in chase Randall, Brent shear, Brent shear had the pole was fast all night. He finished fourth. Like he, he was up there all night and he was, he was fast out of nowhere.
2: You know, I, it's, it's funny. I was telling some other people and I got to stand. Barry shear was in the front stretch there as they, as they were doing their uh, introductions and we went over the, the wall there and we were sat there and we we're talking a little bit and, um, know they weren't super pumped about being there before the weekend started they weren't sure if they were going to go you know uh it just they they were in as much disbelief as everybody else as to like this couldn't have gone any better he said he has a, a motor sitting at home that's stronger and good for port and they didn't bring it and still timed well and going out late and like all the things were you know they were 19th quickest in hot laps like none of it said hey we're going to go out and do this tonight yeah. nothing walking into it until it started to happen said we're we're re- like yeah this thing's ready to go but it did and he hung around and hung around and hung around i watched him during that race and and like honestly it because of that attrition we talked about up front with contenders he just hung around mm-hmm. and hung around and didn't run the wall and and make big risky moves he just kept the car straight kept the car under him and kept going and kept going and ends up with the top five in the Tuscarora 50. It is wild, yeah, and very cool. Very cool story all night.
3: Um, the non qualifier race was won by Danny Dietrich, so he locks himself into next year. Uh, with Troy Wagman was was second to him. They were pretty much the only the, the fastest two out of that group. Um, so that's I think that's the cool thing about the 50 is the non qualifier race, getting yourself locked in the next year. Um, they gave away a uh, was it a grandfather clock this year to this year to Lucas last year's yep um, so I think that's a pretty cool deal um, yeah I just uh, a lot of cool storylines throughout with so many different cars there um, yeah Chris what was your view from your chair there at home
1: sitting there watching the flow same kind of what you saw I mean it was interesting you guys are at the track and I'm sitting here <clears throat> watching on flow um, just the calamity of it, just you didn't know what's happening next. Um, and even more so watching it from through the the lens versus you guys like Jeremy talking about the tire and maybe getting soft. You don't see that from TV. Didn't get to see the atmosphere, but um, it was compelling to watch Uh huge crowd. And uh, even Danny talked about that after he won. I mean, the crowd obviously dwindled. He didn't want to win that race, but um, if you're going to be in it, you might as well win it. So, uh, yeah. Well, that takes care of the
3: 50. We'll move to Friday night. Friday night looked, uh, the weather looked iffy. I got to give Port uh, a lot of credit here for getting all three nights in um, because it rained a lot Saturday, overnight Friday. It looked like, go ahead.
2: Can I stand by? 11 minutes ago, Lance DeWeese Motorsports. Oh. I would like to thank Dick and Melinda Macri, Joe, Ryan, and the Macri Motorsports crew for everything they've done for me the last few months. Couldn't be happier for Anthony's return. Wish him the best of luck. I will make an announcement soon regarding my f- future plans.
3: Okay. Sounds like maybe I'm he has meant... something lined up
2: already. I mean, sure. I mean, he said that kind of the last time when he had to make a change and knew what he kind of had going. So I would assume so. Yeah. I bet we find out pretty quickly. I and
1: mean, for someone like Lance, I mean, you want to get it out there. If you can do it, get that ride. If you can run the last three, four races of the year kind of gel a little bit. Um, the way you unload next February or March if you're at port. February for Lincoln. Uh, unload fast as hell. So
3: yeah. So that's uh that's interesting. So we'll see. We'll have to keep an eye on that, see what happens with Lance um, as Mac goes back into thirty nine M.
2: To your Friday program. Yeah. We've got a few more minutes here through the weekend.
3: Yeah, Friday, Friday night, World of Outlaws show. So Tuscarora 50 was the all-star show,
2: um, which
3: I, they did a great job. Uh, world of outlaws Friday, Saturday, uh, weather looked a little iffy Friday, um, but they pushed through it and they got through it before it rained. Um, they did a pretty good job. Tyler Courtney wins. Um, and this is kind of a, this was a theme all weekend. There wasn't an outlaw that won. Uh, it was all invaders. Um, yeah, Tyler Courtney with the win on a, it was a fast but much wider track than it was night before.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and uh, Michael kind of mentioned it here in the chat, a great weekend for Tyler Courtney. Four races in port, his last four, two finishes outside the top in the three out of, wait, what?
3: Top two finishes in three out of the four races, including two wins. There it is,
2: I can't read <laughs> Um but a very impressive Friday night. Uh, definitely was an all-star themed. You had an all-star race Thursday and two all-star winners over the weekend. So it was an all-star race Thursday and two outlaw races that were won by all-stars. So Tyler Courtney put on the show the last time they were in town, won a race, comes back, wins another one. Uh, he was pumped, absolutely pumped getting out of that car. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Um, for whatever reason, they found something the last trip around here at Port Royal and uh, they they put it on display and we'll talk about Saturday because good that race wasn't 35 laps or 30 40 laps because he may have beaten Zed. Yeah. um he 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 even got close I actually have a picture of it within a couple car lengths off to uh rolling to the bottom but um you know pretty impressive um I can't hate on that at all and uh he's another one what, what's next year bring you know uh just kind of puts that right in my mind We'll get into that another day, but great great night for him, for sure.
3: Yeah, he's definitely going to be somebody that we're going to watch in the offseason, seeing what their plans are going to be doing. Um, David Gravel finished the second, and uh, Jays McFadden finished third, I believe. And then uh, Logan yep. Schuhart and Lance DeWeese rounded out the top five. Rico was the hard charger, uh, coming 22nd to 14th. Um, yeah, Jays McFadden looked really fast in that race, and then uh, kind of gave it up late. Yeah, maybe
2: probably not even halfway through it. <clears throat> um, that was, and I'll say, we talked about that track Friday night. It was fast. It was on the wall. Uh, I happened to be standing in turn one and two, and Steve Bimley was there. The very first lap of the very first heat went by, and he went, still too fast. <laughs> um, he knows. You know, he's been there long enough, and he, he's, like, still a little too fast. So did a lot of work from Thursday to Friday to even slow it down to what it was made for better racing. Uh, but I'll say this, watching that feature, there are guys that can run port Royal really hard and pass a lot of cars. We're running really hard and weren't passing any cars. Everybody was about the same speed, even in different lines. Um, it was hard to pass. So, um, yeah, like Saturday, we get to show up Saturday into a a whole different track.
3: (laughs) Yes, So it rained a lot Friday, uh, and over like Friday and then Saturday morning, almost all morning. Um, probably about noon it, it, it stopped on Saturday um and the sun came out got a little breezy it was a little bit cooler but the track was then like like old like the normal port Royal that we've been used to where it like as soon as I was a little worried because the the push trucks were were sliding all over the place and then they got it ran in and then uh the first hot lap group they they went right to the top it <laughs> blew right off up to the top and it was You know, balls to the wall against defense, Port Royal that we like and that we know. Um, I liked I liked that all three nights had a different version of port. I liked all three. I liked I thought all three produced good racing. I thought Friday night was probably the best race, uh, but they are all great. Um,
2: Good. I I, I tell you what, I was hoping they were uh, I was hustling to get up to port and I was hoping they'd delay it. And they didn't delay it. Not only did they not delay it, but they were early on top of being an hour, push it up an hour. Uh, By the way, earlier here in the chat, I want to give a shout out uh, to to, to Justin Justin Snyder. Where is he at? Uh, uh, Thanking us. Uh, No, dude, thank you. Uh, What you've been doing up there and the three-day show and putting that all together and the work that your team put in. And uh, listen, Thursday night was really freaking late, my guy. I slept in my car. I stayed there, slept there, got up early Friday morning, went home. But listen, I never felt like, come on, let's go. Come on, we're wasting time. Come on, this is getting late. I was there and enjoyed the event. Yes. People really, I saw a few people complaining on social media about how long it took. But listen, at least Port makes a special event a special event. Thank you. Regardless of the weather, regardless of the situation, they stuck to their guns and made it the event you came to see. They did the introductions. They did what they wanted to do um you know I, I we talked about this after the national open Seventy five thousand dollars went at williams grove and they just say go line up boys have fun there's nothing there's zero mm-hmm. of event stuff right like fireworks aren't the event guys like like <laughs> not when you get not it together, when you do right? them. People like their fireworks but turns out that is not what makes and not when you do them 12 event. times a year <laughs> yeah exactly Um uh, they just when they rave, oh we have free time we'll do some fireworks um so, yeah, it was late, but you know what? I kind of knew that going in. I knew yes. this was going to be a long yes. ass three days. I was not able to stay and camp like I, oh, well, turns out I kind of did, <laughs> but, but like, I was okay with it. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it sucked, Man. but that was what I signed up for. I was there to see the Tuscarora freaking 50. Yes. Just because it was on a Thursday, didn't mean that they had to change their, what they wanted to do with that event. And, that was a show.
3: And I think what would have happened too is, you know, you it, it's probably the most expensive ticket of the year you know, for, for port, if they would have cut some of that stuff out, you would have people complaining that I didn't get my money's worth. I just, you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like the 50, so you can't please everybody. Um, yeah, you, you knew there's going to be 60 cars. You knew all these, uh, you you saw Larson, Rico, the outlaws, more cars that were going to be there. It's Tuscarora 50. It's a 50 lap race to begin with. The features are already kind of, you know, pretty much longer, a lot longer. Uh, you know that. So, and then, you know, obviously with the bridge being out, the traffic's going to be bad. So that doesn't help, I think, maybe with some frustration. So that's why I slept in my car as well <laughs> and went to work the next morning. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'm glad that you. I wasn't the only one that thought that way. I'm, I was fine with all the pageantry and all the, you know, whatever you want to call it. It made it fe- fe- feel like the special event that it's supposed to be. So, um yeah, I'll give him that credit. Uh, going back to Saturday though, Zeb Wise wins his first career outlaw race um, on a much different track that you saw from Thursday and Friday. Got pretty wide. Um, it was a it was a good race. Um, the Lance was leading, um, and him and him and Zeb had a really good battle. It was it was Lance could really run the bottom. Zeb would come in. He would kind of take the air off a little bit. Lance would, and before that, in one and two, Lance was running high, but not not the fence like Zeb was. So Zeb would gain on him, but he had nowhere to go because Lance was running just up enough. It was a it was uh, it was a great battle. I loved watching it. Um, wish Lance could have won, you know, especially if now knowing it was his last ru- uh, run in the thirty nine M. But awesome for Zeb. He, I don't think anybody could be upset with
2: a Zeb Wise win ever. I, I don't know how you could be. I mean, honestly, some of the moves he made throughout the night, squeezing between alpha of two, between the car and the wall, that I, I saw at least two or three times. And even the pass for the lead was like, like I was I was standing off of two like, holy shit. <laughs> and he finally just said, he, he just said, I'm going. So, um, you know, he, he was ripping the top, ripping the top, ripping the top, and was getting a little closer and a little closer and a little closer. And uh, Lance definitely faded at the yeah. end there. Once he did get past, he was hanging on um but, you know that's part neck, of it. Yeah. that's part of Port Royal a little bit if you are going to live and die on the fence or if you don't go up there and it's the line to be in then you should have been up there and that's not where Lance is uh, comfortable for sure so uh you live and die not by the wall sometimes and that's not really uh like wreck your car that's just finish fifth and you're an afterthought but Zeb Wise man just star in the making. I mean, Ari has been, has won lots of races, mm-hmm. but he's a star in the making at the highest levels of sprint car racing. And I'll, I'm here to, I'm here to, for a wit, I'm here to witness for sure. Chris, your thoughts.
1: No, I mean, Thomas that wise, obviously has a cap on their year, they win the all-star championship, win it, what the four crown, um, and then win this, you know, it's just a solid way to end. That's another added list of what do they do next year. Um, it's kind of interesting to see that team be consistent. That was the struggles over the year with Eliason and guys that 2016 routine team would be fast at times and then go through stretches of inconsistency. But Zeb's been solid all year long, even back locally here, winning winners, Grove, stuff like that. So, um, think port though, I mean, like you said, shout out, making an event. I talked to a couple weeks ago about BAPS, the hundred lap for sportsman's made it feel big for those drivers. Um, Port did the same thing here Thursday night, have them all line up in the front stretch, get their 15 seconds of notoriety for what they accomplished in that field. Um, you love to see it.
3: And it wasn't only that, but like they had the horses go around with the, you know, like pretty much everything. It seemed like most of the stuff that they had planned for the original 50, they still did, which was cool. Zeb Wise did Um, have the Ford engine in again, and actually Zeb had to go in. He pulled his uh, his dash draw pill and went immediately back because he had to come out and do motor heat because they had to change the motor between their heat and the dash. And it ended up working out well, but yeah, it was a Ford engine.
2: And we're hearing that that program is expanding Mm -hmm. or things happening in the off-season with that uh, Ford program and that 26 car. I would uh, hear about an announcement for that this winter, potentially. Or it goes under the radar and it's quiet. I don't know. Uh, But uh, also, there was a comment about the Williams Grove not doing any pump and circumstance during the natty. And because there was a feature, there it is, Tyler Williams Grove planned to do interest, but scrapped it because of the makeup feature. Well, that's a bad decision. So um, like they came back the next night planning on having that feature after to just rush through it. When everybody was there do, do a national open. Why would you take away from the national open for a $15,000 to win race after that really people care, but did they really care as much as they wanted to? Like, just do the intros. Let's yeah. let's figure
3: it out. I, I think, um, for me at least, I mean, I, I, I don't want like a regular f- race running till one o'clock in the morning. But I'm fine. I'm prepared that if a crown jewel event goes to one o'clock in the morning, that's that's how it is. You know, because sometimes that's I'm I'm fine with that because I want to feel like it was a big event. Um, so yeah, I. I I don't know, that's where I'm at with with that.
2: <laughs> Watching a four tens and legends show, you know, go till one a.m. I, I got a problem, right? Right, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, with five grand to win, and you know, fifteen hundred to win a legends race, and there's sixty of them. I, I'm not there for that. Don't don't leave me. Don't keep me there till one a.m. for that shit. So, um, the big races, that's part of it. That's part of it. And mm-hmm. you, listen, you're gonna you're gonna sit in the parking lot to get out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find park. you trouble parking to get in. You're gonna fight lines to concession stand. It sucks, but I'm here for it. And I love that vibe at the racetrack. And I'll, I'll I'll do that all the time if I could, you know.
3: I agree. Um, any more thoughts from Port Royal before we bring in Ashley Capetta? <clears throat>
2: um, No, but I have been to Port Royal more. I will say this. Yes, I will. Be, I've been to Port Royal more this year than I have my whole life in one season. And I didn't have a bad night any night there. It's really how my season it's been up there. I've talked to a few drivers that went up there this year for the first time. They're like, I loved it. Right. Even if they didn't have a good result, they loved going there as a driver. Um, you know, I think it's easy as fans to look at court and, and maybe be critical to track sometimes or whatever the case may be. But honestly, there's not many bad races up there that people go home and go, that was awful. It just doesn't happen often. And they have, Listen, they, they have a lot of chances to get it wrong with the is with how much could go wrong in that track and, and the surface and it was risky. I, I don't know the situation and details about why they put Clay down before the Tuscarora fifty makeup and the World of Outlaws. I don't know the backstory, but that's a that's risky. Yeah. And I think people were going Thursday, people were going, Oh, oh, are we sure about this, right? But I think they did a pretty good job with all things considered and Listen, it's shitty weather again, right? Yep. Shitty weather again for a week leading up to it. So um, just shout out to them, man. They they continue to get right, in my opinion. And, uh, hopefully big things. And listen, they have another big weekend left. Yeah, they do. I probably won't be attending, but hopefully in 2024, the momentum carries on for them.
3: I think they uh I don't know. My mind went to maybe they put down the clay because they had good weather, a couple weeks off. You know, instead of trying to do it in the dead ass cold of winter, you know, or in the fall here, you know, and you have, you know, the the modified race and obviously the 50 to run it in. So I don't know. Um, But yeah, Chris, any your final thoughts on on this past weekend?
1: No, no, I think you guys pretty much covered it. It wasn't there, but followed closely on social media and stuff like that. Um, Can't wait to get back there next year. Will not be there this weekend either. So short track super series, right? Is what yeah, it is? Short
3: Track, Super Series, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, 410s are with them and the 602 six hundred two crate modifieds um, uh, on Friday night, which it's the first time they're doing the 410s. I don't know how many 410s they're actually going to get, but uh, I bet you it'll still help bring some fans out. And, you know, it's always cool to see 410s at Port Royal. So, yeah, moving on to this... Also, this upcoming weekend, uh, Lincoln Speedway on Saturday is the Weldon Sterner Memorial Race, uh, rescheduled from earlier this year, $20,000 to win, and to come here and join us again, uh, Ashley Capetta, to talk about it. So let's bring her on in. Hello. Hello. How Hi. you doing? Hello. <laughs>
0: He heard well, thank you say, for joining he
2: us. Thank you. Word, so I guess he assumed somebody was H-E-R-E. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of have to have you say that again. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll try to limit the questions to that. So, hey, thanks for joining us. One of our few repeat guests we've had on so far. Uh, and we're going to get back into interview season soon, by the way, everybody watching. Yeah, uh, as the season winds down, we're hoping to get back into interview season soon. I actually had someone ask us, like, why have you been doing interviews? we kind of started this season as the real season got going. We limited our interviews a little bit because of people in shop days and real jobs. And, you know, everyone gets a lot busier when they get going. So we've done a few this summer. We did a lot less, but as we get going into the fall and winter here, we're going to pick back up heavy in the interviews. And Ashley is one of our first or one of our few repeat guests. So welcome back. Um, Talk a little bit about this weekend coming up. You've put in, a mountain of time, effort, energy into this. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at Lincoln Speedway this weekend and how you got involved or or how that came about and and what you've gotten done.
0: Well, first, I want to thank you for having me again. Um, I'll be honest, like today I've actually been a wreck um, because I'm nervous. You know, I keep looking at the weather. I've been looking at it since last week. And, you know, as a driver, I don't stress about the weather you know, just the driver part. It is what it is. When you, if you race, you race, you don't, you don't, but being on the promoting side, it's a whole different ball game because like we've busted our tails to make this race possible. And now it's like, we have zero control of what happens. Like everything else we had pretty much control of this, we have zero control of. So it's like,
2: wait, are you saying you can't control the weather?
0: I wish I could. Because if I didn't, I would totally and control
2: the weather. Because there,
0: trust me, there's races I wish would have rained out this year when we were having a really rough year. And now I don't want it to rain and we're in this predicament. And um, it's tough. Like Pat Sterner and I both, uh, she told me that she had two hours of sleep last night just stressing about out about it. And, you know, all these people are like, well, why stress about something you can't control? And it's like... I understand that and I respect that, but you also think when you have like five months worth of work, so many phone calls, um, so many people involved, you know, there's so many man hours involved in this deal. It's not just where you go out in the race shop, you get your car ready for next weekend and you know, you move on. This is five months for one date that you're working for, and it could be ruined because of mother nature. Um, sunday doesn't look good um but hey i've seen it be a hundred percent chance of rain already and i was like oh cool i can make other plans you know we're probably not racing this weekend mother nature is like yeah hey, just kidding you're racing um so i mean anything can happen i mean port royal looked like it was going to be a wash if you looked at the beginning of last week and somehow they managed to get the whole way through the whole week um so anything can happen
3: is but, Derek a contingency plan to run Sunday if, if Saturday does get washed out?
0: Yes, that was the original talk. Um, but like I said, Saturday, or Sunday don't look good either. So I guess we'll... So let me
2: ask you this. Uh, since you're in this world a little bit, when we talk about that, how long... So if Saturday, there we end up with this opportunity, this window, and they say, all right, let's go for it. How late does a... Tr- like, in this event, the fans show up, everything's ready they know it could end up being a late night. How long could they say, how kind of thing is there a target end hour that they say, if it goes beyond this, we're out.
0: Um Does, is
2: that a thing in this conversation? We didn't
0: really get that far yet. We were going to kind of wait and assess everything on Wednesday and kind of see where we're at. Um, Cause it, I mean, it's today's Monday. So, I mean, anything can change. Um, I think that would kind of definitely be a talk, though, because it's supposed to be, you know, it's, it's the fall, it starts to get colder, and if we already had rain during the day, it's going to be damp, and you guys know probably that, I mean, even the motors run better in this, what like this air, which could cause damage towards the motors, too, so you kind of got to think about the drivers also, um, but You know, fans sit out in crazy stuff. I mean, we've sat out in snow, we've sat out in rain, you know, we've done it all. But you kind of got to get a feel for things because we also don't want to lose our tail by trying to push a big show that we know has a lot going on. We don't want to just have it just to have it and then say, well, this wasn't worth it. Um, So that's something you got to think about, too. But, you know, Lincoln, they're going to do everything they can to try to get the show in. Um, but we also got to be reasonable as a team to make it happen that we're not upsetting the fans, you know, the actual promoters of Lincoln Speedway, you know, we got to work with them. It's not just mine and Pat's call, it's Lincoln's call. I mean, obviously Jerry is the one that really has the say. He just asked for our opinion and whether he will respect the opinions. Um, so it's, it's a lot to think about, um. I just really hope that it just changes and then we don't have to worry about the what ifs and the, you know, the extra things because it's not just like, it's just a 410 race. So then you got to focus on the 358s, the fan stuff that we promised. So it's not just like, and you can't just like cancel the fan part now. Like if we had to move it to another day, that's not even Sunday. So that's something we got to think about too. Um, and then there's other races already scheduled. Like BAPS has their race on the, I guess, is that the 11th of November or the 10th? There's a
1: 21st, October, and then November 11th is their second one for 410s. Okay, yeah. so
0: you got those dates, and then you got Bridgeport on the 28th. Um, so that's one of the the other deals and Sundays are tough because everybody likes NFL. So you might lose fans. So there's just, there's so many factors that I didn't even think about before I got into this deal. Um, The like this close and the, the what ifs.
2: So let me ask you this, this race, I don't, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my memories serves me that this race wasn't always the last Lincoln race of the year. Was no. it? No.
0: So, when I won the race in 2021, it was actually April 17th, was the date. Um, The reason it went from, I think it was supposed to be May this year.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be May 20th this year.
0: Yes. So, with us doing the 20,000, I was like, there's no way I'm coming up with 20 grand this short of notice um, that this wanted, like, Pat wanted this to happen. So, we kind of pushed it off to October. Um, Because that's what seemed what was available because all the other races either was a special race or something else was going on or the 358s weren't there. So it was just, um, which for me, I don't really care if I raced or not, Um, if we would have had another division, but I also wanted to give the 358s more money and so did Pat. So that's why we focused on making sure the 358s were going to be there.
2: Got it. That makes that makes sense. And I, I I thought about that a few times during the season. I'm like, I don't remember this ever being this late. I remember it being like nice out yes. and warm or different years. So, um, so what? How did you get involved <clears throat> with this? And you kind of Pat wanted to do it. You won this race. You've been you've participated at with the wing, I believe, in the past. Maybe yes. Um, how did you get involved and in, and in, from May to October, what did you have to get done to make this work?
0: Well, so how I first got involved originally for the people that don't know, Pat was one of my first ever sponsors when I first started racing. Um, Sterner Rental Properties was her business. Um, not So they, I guess they sold the Smet business um, after Weldon passed away at some point. I don't know the years or whatever. Um but Sterner rental properties was one of my sponsors and we just gained a relationship the whole way through my racing career. Um, so she told me, Hey, I got this idea. I want to do 20,000 to win for the 20th annual of his, in his memory. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, I think we can, we can get that done. Um, hopefully I said, so I was like, give me some time to, like figure some things out. Cause obviously like I do a fundraiser every year for my race team. So I kind of know what needs to be done to like make something happen, but it's different when you're doing it in a venue, like with a dinner and all this stuff included and compared to a racetrack setting. So you kind of got to convince people to support the race. Um, and a lot of our sponsors like I didn't know them until we got them this year. Um, so, I mean, that's great. Um, so I told Pat, I was like, you know, you've done this race for 19 years by yourself with, obviously there were some like friends of hers that helped that are on board with this year's race as well. Um, but I was like, let me kind of just let you just sit back and I'll take care of it. Cause she was stressed out. She's like, there's no way we're coming up to 20,000. I said, well, if you know me well enough, when somebody gives me a challenge, I'm going to do everything that I can to prove you that I can do it. Um, So we, I'd say we got the 20,000 together. I mean, before we had it before we officially posted it. Um, I want to say sometime at the end of August, early September, we had it figured out that we were going to have the money together. Um, so the lap sponsors helped a lot, even though they're not true lap sponsors. It's just um, recognition for the sponsor towards that lap. It was just a way to get fans and companies that couldn't afford the $500, $1,000 or whatever. Um, it was just a way to get other people involved. And it worked out pretty well. And that's how we came up with a little bit under ten grand. So then, you know, we got a presenting sponsor, Chuck's Auto Part Solutions. He came on board and was very helpful. Um, and then we, like Pat and I put money together and her family put money together. And then we just kind of started selling stuff to kind of come up with the, the 20,000. And then once we hit the 20,000, Lincoln already promised us a purse that they would help us second through 24th since we were taking care of the 20000 So what they pretty much did is took the money from first place, whatever they normally pay, and then kind of put that through the field and then put extra on top of it to help out with second through 24. So that's how they came up with the $700 to start. And of course me, I'm like, oh, let's just add more onto that. So then we went from $700 to $825. Then we went to the... 875 after that. And then of course we started focusing on the 358s because I mean, let's be real, our pay sucks. Um, so I tried everything I could to at least get everybody to, it was 225. Now to take the green, which is a hundred dollars more than what we normally get. Um, I wanted to pay more for the winter, but I was more focused on second through 24th than I was anything just because there's 23 other guys that need paid. Good. Not that the winner doesn't, but there's 23 chasing that money that they need to put towards the $338 tire. Um, so that's kind of where I went with that. Um, have, like, we have heat race sponsors. We have fast time award. We have hard luck and hard charger for both. Um, There's a non qualifier deal for the 358s, the first two non qualifiers in the B Main. Um, So we just kind of kept building the race as we went. Like, as soon as I hit one goal, I just wanted to keep going. And Pat's like, I don't know how you keep doing this, but I just, I like the challenge. Um, It was something to work for, Um, and it was something different. Um, I know I'm really busy all the time, but. You know, this is something special for Pat and something special for me because for somebody to come on board with me as a first time sponsor with no racing experience, I felt like I owed this to her.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, in years past that race, that uh, the Manufacturer Appreciation Race at Lincoln ran for years and years and years, um, you know, they would talk to, um, forgive me, who's the who's the lady that put that together every year? Um, Denise Gensler? Denise Gensler. Denise Gensler. And she would talk about that. It took the entire calendar year from one race to the next to get it all put together. Yes. Right. Like not six months, a full year of it. Right. So you guys did this in a really accelerated timeline for, for what you promised and what you wanted to come up with, you know, what she wanted to do there, Pat. So uh, super interesting, uh, super cool. And, and obviously it's good for the 358s. And I know that that has a soft spot for you because you race in that division um you know where some would maybe not care about it and be 410 410 410 that's where you're at so the next thing i have and i'll let Jimmy and chris after this was what about the event what else is going to be unique about the event other than maybe pay uh pay and purse Uh, i'm thinking format and then any other fan event type stuff
0: so we decided to go with the all-star format um because if you suck at drawing like i do um (laughs) (laughs) you want a time trial against like your group instead of like if you draw dead last um, and then you go out last and you got a time trial against everybody you got a chance of either being the really good guy or the really bad guy I guess it all depends on track condition so I felt it was more fair to do the all-star format where you're time trialing against your group instead of everybody And that's what the drivers liked, also. Um, So I kind of went around and asked certain drivers. I didn't get to ask everybody because it's when you're there racing, it's Mm -hmm. tough to get everybody. Um, So I went around asked a bunch of drivers, and like 95% of them said the All Star format, and some of them said the PA Speed Week. But I don't think some of them realized the difference between PA Speed Week and all-star. I mean, the biggest thing is you're time trialing against your group instead of everybody.
2: Yeah, I've always been a big fan of that all-star time trial group format. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about the car, 15 cars in front of you and 15 cars behind you. You got to worry about four or five right there around you. So, Right. Uh, I definitely been a big fan of that. What else then for fan engagement?
0: So for the fan engagement, we have the um, the T-shirt toss at intermission we will have the football toss so chucks auto parts solutions is doing that in between the heat races for the four tens they're going to be throwing footballs with all the drivers signatures on them um whoever catches the top five drivers of the feature um they get a hundred dollars cash and the winner of the race will then that person will get the hundred dollar cash and get to go down to victory lane to get their photo taken um And at the beginning of the night, we're going to have the trunk or treat. Well, normally what they would call a trunk or treat, it's called a track or treat instead. Um, Some drivers are participating. Um, They'll be handing out candy, signing autographs. Uh, Chuck Reiner and Van May will also be signing autographs in the pits beside the pit shack. Um, We'll also have um, Chuck Reiner, it's going to be doing at his tent, um, they'll be doing a cornhole board thing where you have four bags. You get to throw the um, bags into the cornhole hole. And I guess every one that you get in, you get a ticket to put in for a Brian Monteith trophy, customized boards, um, cornhole boards with the event. And I think the other ones cash, if I'm not mistaken. And then they have a bunch of giveaways that they're doing also at the tent. The first thousand fans each there's 500 at each gate. We'll get a, I wish I would have brought it up here with me. Um, the little tote bag um, that has a bunch of goodies in it from different sponsors um, and different um, companies locally that donated some stuff. And then there's 400 checkered flags for the kids. There's 200 at each gate. So the kids can um, have something as well. Cause I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. do the bags for the adults um, just because it, I think it'd be a little bit more beneficial so i figured let's give the kids something too and i came up with the checkered flags because when i was younger i had my own set of flags and i'd wave them in the pits or in the infield there at williams grove so
2: so i'm 90 percent convinced i'm not taking my camera and i'm just gonna be a fan so i get all this shit, like i'm there but what are the t-shirts
0: so the t-shirts there's some from the event we have like event shirts that have our logo that nicole Signor designed for us and then there's all the sponsors on the back so they'll be thrown into the grandstands there's some shirts from 2023 bike week donated by gettysburg trading post there's some other shirts there's like a ton of kids shirts um that will be thrown into the we were going to do the infield and the grandstands there have like a bunch of different dragsters and stuff on them brand new shirts that we were given um, and there's going to be some of my shirts and I think JJ Loss's um, siblings are throwing some of his shirts from what I understood.
2: Well, that convinces me. I think I'm just going to sit in the stand boys. you. <laughs> so you won't see me around the infield. Uh, I want me a football, a flag and some t-shirts I'm go. in. So, um, you won't see my ass with a camera. I'm not, I'm not even going to take it. Uh, um, I don't uh, believe Jimmy. you. Jimmy. Uh, you shouldn't believe me. I'm probably lying. Give me Chris. What are you I also
1: think Ashley would like it if you had your camera there too. So, um, I yes. guess my only question, so, uh, Jeremy kind of touched on what I was going with, but actually this whole experience, does that make you want to be get more involved in promoting down the road to, for more events or like, Nope, I got my fundraiser event and I have this. I'm good.
0: Um, I guess it would all depend pretty much on scheduling. Like, um, I don't know what our like future with racing looks like. I know we're going to definitely run next year. Um, I don't know how many races. So like my tire guy's getting open heart surgery next Wednesday. Um, so he has a long road ahead for him and he's our number one priority right now to, I mean, he's like our family. Um, he's been there, him and his wife both for 11 years for me and in and out of the track. They're a hundred percent committed to my family and I, um, so we're going to see where things go with him. Um, but I would like to, I wouldn't say go into, if I did promoting, like on a regular basis, I'd have to quit racing. Cause there's no way that I could, I don't know how Brad does it. I think he's crazy. Love the guy, but he is nuts because he, he does high limit and he does a full outlaw schedule and I don't know how he breathes in between all that. Um, so I just feel like with my business and then my dog's also not the best medically either. Like we had issues with him today. Um so he has to go see a specialist in November. So I have a lot that I gotta juggle. Um so it'd almost be like if anybody asked me, it'd probably be like one or two races a year, but not the full role like I did this year. If like say for instance, I've been involved with in the National Fallen Firefighters race um for several years now. If they asked me for some help i would provide help for it but i could not just up and take over like i did with this deal um with everything i have going on so it would have to be drive the race car or promote
1: for sure jimmy what do you got
3: uh just a question on you know what's the most rewarding for it out of you obviously other than your personal connection like is it You know, being able to give back to the drivers and the teams, give back to the fans, seeing all these sponsors that you're able to wrangle up and come together to put help, you know, put some money together for a great race. Like, what's the most rewarding part of it for you?
0: I honestly think me being able to focus on the fans for once is something huge for me Um, because I would love to do more for the fans at the track. But, you know, I've done things in the past to try to get the fans involved, but I only had so much control because... I was just a driver running the track. I wasn't involved in an actual big event. Um, so this time I kind of treated it like I do my fundraiser. Like we give a lot back to the fans that show up. So I kind of took that idea and put it into the track ideas. Like, okay, we got to give these fans some kind of appreciation because I mean, the cost of living right now sucks. So for anybody to spend their money at the racetrack and support the race that we've worked hard to promote and they show up I feel like I owe that to them and thank you for coming Um, especially because it's fall they could do all kinds of different things other than come to the races so that was my biggest thing and kind of just seeing the different comments from people about how they've noticed um, how well I've been doing with the race and I've had people come up to me at the track and say hey you know you should really think about promoting in the future Um, so hearing like those little tidbits, um, is good. And then getting to meet new people working with new partners. I mean, they could eventually lead up to partners for my racing career. I mean, I, I really don't know, um, or a future sponsor again, if we do a big race like this for the Weldon Sterner. Um, so there's so many different endless possibilities. I mean, somebody might call me one day and be like, Hey, um, I think you should forget about racing and come promote with me or, you know, that, I mean, there's so many doors that could potentially open. I didn't really think about the rewarding part though, that much um, other than the fan deal, just because I didn't get into it to be rewarded of any sort. But I just, like I said, the biggest thing is when Pat asked me for help, I felt like I owed her that because she didn't know much about me. She just wanted to help. And for me,
2: that means a lot. Um, so with all this, we don't know the weather, right? doesn't matter. But did you try to seek out teams and drivers to then come be in the event that, you know, it's a weekend where – it's a weird time of the year, right? There's, there's a little bit of things going around outside there. All stars are done. There's all this stuff kind of going on, but it's kind of winding down. We just went off a huge couple weekends. Is that Was that part of the gig for you too, is, is driver outreach? Yes,
0: yeah, so I've talked to yeah. different drivers already, and I actually talked to um, three of them. Well, actually four today um, to kind of see what their thoughts were and two of them actually said it would be a good idea to run the friday of the baps race on the 11th because then we'd have two big non-sanctioned races in the area Um, the outlaws are done the Mm -hmm. all-stars were obviously already done Um, high limits done so there's kind of some options there i mean Personally, of course, I would rather one of our own guys receive the $20,000. Not against any invader, because they are just as deserving as our guys. But I feel like, so like somebody like me, for instance, say it was a, I was in a 410 for a long time, and I could never do good against the outlaws, but at home, I'm fine. You would, like, say for an example, like, um, an aaron to say
2: freddie Grammer out loud but you could
0: yeah, i could but think about like an aaron i'm just Bollinger.
2: kidding everybody i'm kidding i'm kidding
1: <laughs> i let him take it i was going to I'll say mind. it and i'm like nah I'm let jay-z do it <laughs> i
2: don't mind i'll take it I don't <laughs> care. so like
0: i think of somebody like Bollinger. i mean he's ran well when the outlaws been there but he has a lot of speed and he has a lot of potential i could see him being one of the guys that i would like to see win the twenty thousand because that would be a huge race for his career. Um, not knocking Freddie, but he's won a lot of races this year. So I'd really like to see somebody as the underdog. I would like to see somebody win it that has never won a big race before. Um, that could use the money. That, but that's being realistic. It's all going to be about time and qualifying, and you know, there's so many factors i'll be happy for anybody that wins just because they showed up to support our race so that's one thing but of course like if you had like outlaws come in for some instance you're gonna think oh man now you know some of the other drivers might get up you know like that was a worry with i saw port royal how some people are like oh you want the invaders to take the money no when invaders come that puts people in the
1: seats right
0: i mean and that's just the promoting side So like for instance, I already asked Casey if he could come in this weekend. Well, he can't because he's running Lakeside. So does this open a whole different possibility that he could show up that if we ran that Friday before BAPS because then you could run Lincoln Friday and BAPS Saturday and then everybody can go home Sunday. Cause I think it would be silly to do Saturday and a Sunday. I feel like Friday night and Saturday, kind of like a national open deal where we have our own central PA Big shoot, a
2: short track, a little short track two day, uh, you know, a lot of money thrown around event kind of deal. Now let me ask you this, all hypothetical. Mm-hmm. We don't know, we don't know, but if 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 it rains this weekend and that ends up being something, does Lincoln even want to run that late? Do they want to be open that late?
0: I, I personally, I don't think so because they've never ran as late this late. Um, I know that they normally get new clay every year. So that's something. And, um, I don't know how long the track guys work there, like Putney and his crew. So there's like a bunch of other factors, but then like, it's been talked about of just possibly moving it to next year. If we had to, which for me, I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, of course, as a business owner, I think of the people that might have a heart attack. If you tell them, well, your money's getting pushed to next year. I don't, you know how people are. You don't know how people are going to be on the receiving end of that. And then there's so much stuff that has already been bought for the race. Like our uh, presenting sponsor has bought a lot of stuff. To He even went as far as hot dog wrappers last I heard. Um, so, like little things like that um, where but you have all these money hole, invested, gosh. you want to see if that investment.
2: If they give you a whole damn all season you might have a $100,000 win- to win race here. I mean, they're, the pace you're going, actually. But- <laughs> you
0: never know.
1: It might be 20000 for 358 to win. <laughs> Can you imagine that?
0: Can if you mes- 20000 to win for 358s, I'm just going to step in the be- box because I've seen how they run for they 600 run. to take the green at BAPS, and I, 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 I'm good. I'm good.
1: There'll be so many 360 guys buying 358 motors just to race in that race. And
0: then there will be 410 yeah, guys running it, and here's, here's my yeah. take on that. If I would say, for instance, I, and this is just speculation, if I'd put a $20,000 to win 358 race together, there would be one rule. You had to run at least 350, three 358 races to be eligible i don't want say for instance um <laughs> a that freddie works. raymer getting a 358 <laughs> nothing against the guy but being real i want the money to go to a 358 guy who has worked his or her tail off all year to try to get that money that's that's just my and you know i even said for myself say for instance i won the sterner race This was something I said when I did that um, live the other day. If I won the Sterner race, I wouldn't keep the extra money we put up. That would be spread out through the field. Or, if say somebody destroyed the heck out of their car, I would be walking up and giving them that extra 569 bucks to them. Because as a promote, like on the promoting side, like I see people get butthurt about Larson winning in his own series and taking the money. So of course I look at it as, yes, I put the work in, but I don't want to be viewed as the same. And I feel like that's just, that's just how I am. I mean, yeah. I don't, Larson's racing for somebody else. I race for myself. So I could make that decision to give up the money where right. Larson probably would not be able to, because I know, Silva was upset when he did that dice roll and accepted that challenge for eighth, even though he won anyway. He was like, "Dude, you gave up a front row spot to do that."
2: Listen, if you were able to raise twenty grand for a three fifty eight race, you make it fifteen grand to win. You pay the tech best tech guy in the country five grand to come be the tech guy for that <laughs> race, and I want to see because you'll probably have the twelfth place winner end up winning or the twelfth place finisher end up winning because everybody else will be illegal. So. Um, I'm here for that show, actually. Yeah. And it, it's all packed on the front stretch. Like, yeah. it, it's a spectacle. That is when they fail,
1: when they fail, we all throw empty beer cans at them and like, get your junk out of here. 100 hey, for you. <laughs> so,
2: listen, I, 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 this is all, yeah, we're, we're going to figure this out. We're going to make this happen. I'm here for that shit show. Ant
0: said to mute Jay Z. <laughs> yeah,
2: they don't want to be tech. None, none of the 358s really want to be it, it sounds like. Um, Chris, Jimmy, what else you got? Anything else? We've we've taken good. up her, a lot of her time here.
1: I I hope, oh, the, you're hope fine. the sun hope the sun comes out this weekend. Uh, I hope to be there as well. Um, if not, try to be there in a couple weeks whenever we can do it.
3: I did. Yeah, have... I also as well hope uh the weather uh the weather holds out for you and it changes like it did for Port Royal this past lost. week. Um, before you get going, do you want to maybe give a shout out to some of these sponsors that did help you put this together here?
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm actually gonna pull up. Um, if you guys give me a sec, I'll pull up like, there's like, I think we have over 56 sponsors. There's some of the sponsors on there.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So that actually helps a lot. Um, so credit connection, Glenville station, pub and grub. That's actually my cousin and her husband's bar. Um, if you never ate there, definitely go check it out. Um, Jay Z construction, they're a sponsor of Lincoln speedway already. And so is GPS. Um, Karma Industrial Services, they sponsor some sprint cars. Um, Chase Steets, I know for sure. Um, they do a lot for racing. LM Tire and Wheel, they do a lot for racing and do their own race with the Rack Daddy Ramble. Um, DL Georgian Sons, uh, that was a sponsor of Van May. Um, he actually got that sponsor. That was his sponsor when he won the National Open at Williams Grove. Um, and I believe that name is still on alan crimes's 27 car um eichelberger racing which is rich eichelberger of course um capital renegade they do a lot for racing and driver um, kyle reinhardt runs for them Uh electric uh, he does a lot for wyatt hinkle car sponsor and does a lot for racing uh shiloh paving and excavating um they're new to us, um, they do some stuff for racing. I know they put on a race at Williams Grove this year. Um, Brennerman Painting, longtime supporter of the Weldon Sterner Memorial Race. Um, he actually paints the bodies for us um, on the off season. Livingston Lawn Care, most people know who Don Livingston is, does a lot for racing, involved in many different races, um, National Fallen Firefighters races, his big gem race and does a big um, party before the races. Um, racing through time antiques and collectibles. That's my antique business and H and H, um, they've been on, uh, a lot of different race cars through the years. Um, I remember when they sponsored Brian Lepo, Lepo, oh my goodness. And then we got, um, Chuck's auto parts solutions as our presenting sponsor. So that's like our main sponsors. Um, then we have a lot of people that sponsored laps. Sponsors, which I will share a list on my Facebook page this week with everybody who contributed Um, There's just so many people to thank and if I didn't mention your name Please don't feel a type of way. It's it's not that I forgot about you. It's just there's so many people Um, I spent most of my day on the phone today Calling specialists for Hodnet on the phone for the racetrack. So like at the end of this hour like I'm I'm fried (laughs) and here's our check for the race. Yeah. I was
3: going to say there's the, there's the big check, the big 20,000 that'll get handed to the winner Saturday Uh, night.
0: Go ahead. That's awesome. Beer Hill actually paid for the check. Um, and Posse land apparel, um, printed it for us. And Posse land apparel did the check, um, and all of our heat race winner boards and our sponsorship board. Um, they worked with us for that. And, um, I'll show you
2: the trophy too. Give me a second. Okay. Apparel. I saw Poshland Apparel. They're they're definitely doing some cool shit at the chili Cook-Off, They had two like square boards with cool cool graphics, American flag in it, like black and brown. It was super cool. Shout out. That's cool. That That is awesome. awesome. Oh, that's cool.
0: So that's made out of pure acrylic. Um, I wanted something different than your just your normal plastic uh, sprint car trophy with marble, so I wanted to do something different. Um, uh, So we actually had a motocross company actually do these for us. I found them online, and I wanted something um, acrylic, and I wanted to present the logo. Um, Nicole did a very good job with the logo. It's not too overbearing. You can you know what's going on, and then we have our presenting sponsor in the corner. So the 358s and the 410s will get one of these. and here's the bag I was talking about that the fans will be getting. I didn't realize I had it over there.
2: Nice. That's so cool. I dig it. That's and if awesome.
0: if I'm not mistaken, aha, I do have all the sponsors right here. So if you want me to list off all the all of them, <laughs> I can. Because that is the picture that, that, card that everybody will be getting. We have 3,000 of them total. So this will have different information and different drivers that ran like the 69 wrap and um so there's van there's chuck so that's actually weldon sterner right there with van yeah. cool. and then mm. i have my car monteith and there there's pat which she's going to probably kill me if she realizes i'm pointing her out um and then here's all of our lovely sponsors that's for all
2: the right it's wild are they going to play the song which song Do, isn't this the race where they play the ride
0: Yes, yes. I wanted gonna, to make sure we were talking about the same song, but yes.
2: I not I didn't want to screw it up and think I had the wrong damn event, but I was. I was. i I've been <laughs> it so many years in a row that I was like, "That's the one, right?" Um, but they're going to do that as well, right? Because I always, I always dig that yes. about that. Piece. It's so simple, but like, I don't know what it is. I dig that part of the, the event. I don't know.
0: Well, and Van may supposed to have his car there. I don't know if he. I got to call him to find out if he got it back. Um, he was supposed to get it back on the seventh. Um. He's supposed to pace the field if everything runs okay. If not, he's just going to leave it on um, his trailer. Yes, it will be on Flow Racing, but if you're able to get to the track, I Listen highly track. suggest you to get to the track instead of watching it on Flow. I don't know where you're from. but um, Oh, we also will have Ron Rutherford, I know, is picking some families for this race um myself and chad trout both have two dollar off coupons in the pits for the general admission i know it's not much but it's something we were at least able to get 100 coupons each to help out 100 people so 200 total um so we'll both have those at our trailers um
2: and what are the what's the admission going to be this weekend do you know offhand? That's okay if you don't. It's fine. I didn't it's, know. it's here on the flyer. Hold Those on.
3: Is it on the flyer? Yep. Yep. It's, it's 30 for adults, 40 for pits, students, $15. Kids 11 under are free.
0: And I must say, I did not, I had no say whatsoever. And this is one thing that I always, when people host a race, I know people think sometimes that it's the people that are putting up the money that chooses the general mission we had zero say i i fought it tooth and nail because i've always been the person and and i understand like they have to they know what their finances are they know what the electric is they know all that stuff but for me i was like what if we just did some crazy number and since it's the last race of the year i'd rather five thousand fans at 15 bucks than a thousand at 30 bucks so i was like trying to figure out all these numbers but I understand that the track helped us a great bit too. Um, So you kind of just got to deal with it. Um, You know, I know a lot of people have a lot of bad things sometimes to say about Jerry and Lincoln. And um, I will say Jerry has taken a lot of phone calls for me. He's heard a lot of complaining (laughs) for me. I wouldn't say complaining stress, I guess would be the proper term stress, uh, questions, and he's helped a lot. Um, and so is Emily Winslow that does the marketing for them. She's taken many phone calls, um, from me too, exactly today. Um, talked to Jerry twice today. So they've been great. Um, eventually maybe the, maybe general mission will go down one day, but in this crappy economy, I don't know if I could see that happening yeah, but it, it's definitely
2: a double-edged sword with it and, and it makes a lot of sense and listen it, it's it's a tough business model when you have to rely on the front gate for it right right Just in general racetracks have a tough business model you look at you know some of these you know i'm not saying like i don't in my opinion i don't think the lincoln speedway is the equivalent of walking into the baltimore orioles camden yards right that's a that to me that's nascar and mlb when we look, think about it and you think about, you know, the York revolution or these independently, it, the tickets barely cost anything. They want to get all the people in there. They can buy right. all the other stuff, spend their time there. Like, I feel like that's a business model that we, I, I think we should try to achieve and get to, I don't know how to do that. I don't own a track. I don't own anything, but to make it more attractive for people to be there and financially to be there, to spend more time there, to buy more stuff inside the track, to make up that ticket gate difference, to get people to the racetrack, not give them a reason to stay home and watch it on flow or give them a reason because it's 30 and there's two adults and then there's kids and you're spending 60 before you've seen a car hit the track. I I don't know what the final answer is on that. And I don't know if I ever, I don't have enough time on my plate to run a racetrack. Believe me, these guys know my time schedule Um, But I feel like that's a business model. And again, I don't know. I know what I think, think is the problem, but I think a solution is that someday changing that around and finding a reason to get more asses in the seats so they spend more money inside than deciding to go or not because of how much it's going to cost to walk in the gate. That's a topic for another day. We're talking about your race. But yeah, I agree with you. And I know that in your deal, I know what you would do if it was in your control. And how you would you would handle that? But I, and listen, thirty bucks for this event. If you get all those cars and you get all three fifty eights and all that money to race, it's going to be a great, great event. It's Absolutely. worth the gate money to I mean, get
0: there. The still, thing, there's still a
2: value happening here.
0: The biggest thing that I thought about, and this this might be comparing a little bit different. So, like for instance, I looked at the stands at Williams Grove last weekend.
3: Hang on, I'm reading the comment at the top. Uh, the Al Jean, uh says that's why we don't come. Thir- uh, Thirty dollars a person. You're t- talking sixty dollars for two people. Your gas to get there. Husband just had a back operation. Still getting medical bills. Register at home uh, and watch it and watch it on the phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. I Get
1: it. I get it. I get it. I mean every situation is different. Uh um, that's where that's Absolutely. where a, a positive thing where someone could still take in the event that can't get there for for reasons that are outside their control.
0: Right. Absolutely. And that's the type of people that I would rather come to the trailer and say, Hey, can I get one of those? And I know four dollars isn't gonna make a huge difference, but for somebody it might. But where I was getting at before I read that, um, and thank you, Renee, for the kind words. I, you know, you look in the stands at Williams Grove, and I know people camp there, and it's a two-day show, but you look in the grandstands and you think, man, these people paid $45, I guess, well, um, yeah. $45 to get in. And uh, I would say the place was the most packed, obviously, it's been all year. Yep. And I know for, like, a regular show, I guess some people just can't view to spend the $30, which I understand that, because I would consider the National Open a event not just a race because there's so much going on. You go to the national open to hang out afterwards and before, and there's stuff going on, the chili cook off, all that stuff. So I kind of would compare ours to more of a event per se than just your regular show. So in my case, it sucks, you know, but I understand that Lincoln has to charge whatever they have to charge. You know, I'm not going to bash the track is what they have to charge, but, on our side, it stinks because like for this instance, you know, you read that comment and you think, man, I wish it was $15 or $20 or $25 to get in because then that gives those type of people a chance to actually come out. If they haven't been able to be there all year, they could at least come to the last race. And, but like I said, I'll never sit here and bash a track because I don't know what the heck they do. I mean, I know what they've done for us and the things that we've talked about, but I don't sound like I read their finances and know everything that they do and what it costs to run a racetrack. That would be acidine for me to sit here and assume. Um, right. But of course I want all the fans there. I want everybody to be a part of it and be there with us and have a good time. But, you know, you just can't control sometimes what your finances are.
2: Yeah. And it's like, potentially it's the last time to see Lincoln Speedway before we hit the icebreaker next year. So if it, if, listen, take the chance on the weather, you can mail your rain check back in. If we can't get the damn thing in, you're not going to be out of the money. You're not, it's not going to be wasted and just pissed away. Come out and support this event. That's why Ashley's on here. She's put her heart and soul into this for six months to make it something special. I know I'm going to be there. I, I, you know, if there's a chance, I'm going to be there. If there's a chance, listen, if y'all cancel 11am, actually, I'm not going to be there. Okay. I, I'm not <laughs> going to show up then, but otherwise I'm going to be in the parking lot. I'm going to be in the pits. I'm going to be wandering around, figuring out doing whatever, cause I'm going to support this event for you. And, and we appreciate you coming in here. Um, you know, so much taking your time to do it. I, I wanted to have you on a little bit sooner, but we've been a mess here with the last few weeks. Um, you know, and if there's anything that we can do to help, let us know. I know we're getting at that point now, but Hey, if this gets delayed and you have three, four more weeks, let us know how we can help. We'll do our best. Uh, If there's anything else we can do for you. Okay. Well, Thank
0: you guys again for having me and for all the nice people for the comments I was trying to view as I was going, but um, I definitely appreciate you guys having me and uh, hopefully everybody liked the, the little chat that we had here um, with everything and, really hope it works out for our sakes to have the race and, you know, for the fans sake too. I mean, it'll be the last race at Lincoln for this year. Um, I really, for the most part, anything can happen, but for Pat's sake, I really hope it works out because I mean, this is her husband. This is a big race for her. So I just hope it all works out and I'll cross every bone and piece that I got of me to make sure it happens.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Wish you the best of luck. Thank everybody you. get there on Saturday. Ashley Capetta, everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Have a great night, everybody. And yeah. stay dry this week.
2: <laughs> you know, hey, I'm looking at the weather and cooler with occasional rain Saturday. Saturday night says on and off rain and drizzle, otherwise considerably cloudy. Yeah. Sunday, rather cloudy and cool, rather cloudy at night. It might be to so, at least get it so, on Sunday.
3: I, I was looking at that because
1: yeah, it, it, S- Saturday's an inch and a quarter, is what it's saying on my app. Ooh, and I'm like, oof, okay. that's brutal during Saturday. So yeah. it gets better that night. I was looking at it before the show. Sunday, occasional rain, not very much.
3: It all, depend- it all depends what weather app you look at.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at and it. Weather. It's going to be
3: a moving target all weekend uh, until we get there. Because, like I said, when I was looking at the weather for Port. This time last week, I'm like, oh, Friday's a wash. I don't even know if we'll get Saturday. in. they got all three damn nights. in. so, right. And you look you back, the,
1: back to port the first time, we were like 0% chance of rain. And yeah, it rained.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: right it was another one Saturday night at port that it started to rain, like rain in vector lane of the 305s again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's wild. It's happened three times at Royal to me this year, where it started raining in Victory Lane once in Williams Grove, two, four times this year, that it started raining in the last events Victory Lane enough that it would have like stopped the show. Pretty wild. Yeah,
3: and you don't. And you never know unless you give it a shot. So, um, yeah, definitely get to the track there on on Saturday. It's you know we're running out of races here, and this is a great event. A lot of stuff uh, going on. A lot of stuff scheduled. A lot of stuff that you could win and take home for free, you know, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of sponsors and a lot of businesses and people just stepped up and are going to make this a great event, even if, shit, if it does rain, you know, I I think it will still be a great time, so yeah, um, thanks all the comments too, like she was saying, I didn't get to read all of them to her, uh, and, uh, yeah. I think that's it.
1: That's it. that's it. I think
3: that's it for this that's week. Right. Um, see everyone at Lincoln on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see everyone at Lincoln on Saturday, and then um, I guess next week we'll we'll review that and uh, take a look at BAPS the following week, and we'll go from there.
2: Cool. Appreciate y'all chiming in. Yeah. See you at the race.
3: See you at the racetrack. Thanks, guys.
2: Have a good night.